Hey, it's Nathan, and this is day 17 of the Bible in 90 days. We're covering Joshua 15 through Judges chapter 3. That means today we're actually wrapping up the book of Joshua. We start off with Joshua chapter 15, a detailed description of the allotment of land to the tribe of Judah, importantly. And a similar problem keeps showing up, and I quote, Judah could not dislodge the Jebusites who were living in Jerusalem. To this day, the Jebusites live there with the people of Judah. You may remember, but the peoples who were not eradicated would become a problem for the Israelites. So keep your eye on this. Chapter 16 records the allotments of Ephraim and Manasseh, the sons of Joseph. And it should be noted, and I quote, they did not dislodge the Canaanites living in Gezer. Chapter 17 continues the allotments for Ephraim and Manasseh, and when they complained that the territory was too small, Joshua replied to them, and I quote, Go up into the forest and clear land for yourselves there in the land of the Perizzites and Rephaites. Chapter 18 begins with Joshua instructing the remaining seven tribes to send out survey teams to map out the land. Then lots were to be cast to distribute this newly mapped territory. Benjamin received the first territorial lot, which is then described in detail. Chapter 19 describes the next territorial lots in the order drawn. Simeon, Zebulun, Issachar, Asher, Naphtali, Dan, and Joshua, who received his own inheritance in the hill country of Ephraim. Joshua, specifically, is, is mentioned there as receiving his own inheritance in the hill country of Ephraim. Chapter 20 records the instruction given regarding the cities of refuge and their six locations, Kadesh, Shechem, and Kiriath Arba on the west side of the Jordan, on the east, Bezer, Ramoth in Gilead, and Golan in Bashan. Chapter 21 records the towns and their lands designated among the tribes for the Levites, who were given no singular territorial possession, but rather had a dispersed possession among their fellow tribes. This chapter, chapter 21, ends with these beautiful words. So the Lord gave Israel all the land he had sworn to give their ancestors, and they took possession of it and settled there. The Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their ancestors. Not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord gave all their enemies into their hands. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. Chapter 22 records the eastern tribe's warriors returning home, the fighting men of Reuben Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh, with Joshua's blessing. Upon coming to Geliloth near the Jordan, they built an imposing replica of the Lord's altar which Joshua had built. Reports of the altar angered the tribes who accused them of false worship. When confronted about the altar, the Reubenites, Gadites, and Manasites replied, and I quote, It is to be a witness between us and you and the generations that follow that we will worship the Lord at, the, at his sanctuary with our burnt offerings, sacrifices, and fellowship offerings. Thus it would be not an altar for worship, but a perpetual memorial to these two and a half tribes' connection to the whole of Israel and her God, even though separated by the Jordan River. Chapter 23 records Joshua's farewell address to the leaders, and I quote, 
After a long time had passed and the Lord had given Israel rest from all their enemies around them. Joshua by this time was a very old man. And here's more from this farewell speech. Be very strong. Be careful to obey all that is written in the book of the law of Moses without turning aside to the right or to the left. Do not associate with these nations that remain among you. Do not invoke the names of their gods or swear by them. You must not serve them or bow down to them, but you are to hold fast to the Lord your God as you have until now. Now I am about to go the way of all the earth. You know with all your heart and soul that not one of all the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. But just as all the good things the Lord your God has promised you have come to you, so he will bring on you all the evil things he has threatened until the Lord your God has destroyed you from this good land he has given you. If you violate the covenant of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, and go and serve other gods and bow down to them, the Lord's anger will burn against you and you will quickly perish from the good land he has given you. Chapter 24 records the renewal of the covenant at Shechem. In the speech, Joshua urged the people to faithfully worship and obey God, throwing away and rejecting all other gods. And I quote, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. And then Joshua adds his own words. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord to serve other gods. We too will serve the Lord because he is our God. Joshua said to the people, You are not able to serve the Lord. He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, he will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end of you after he has been good to you. But the people said to Joshua, No, we will serve the Lord. Following this, there's a renewal of the covenant. Excuse me. Following this renewal of the covenant, Joshua died and was buried. Then the chapter notes that Joseph's bones, again, that's Joseph from Egyptian fame, brought all the way from Egypt, were buried. At, he was buried, or his bones were buried at Shechem on the land Jacob had bought as a burial plot more than four centuries before. That's it for the book of Joshua. Now to the book of Judges. The book of Judges begins a brand new era, spanning between the peoples of the Exodus and Israel's transition to monarchical rule. Judges chapter 1 tells the mixed story of success and failure in conquering the land's inhabitants and settling it. Some tribes, like Judah, made good progress, while others, like Manasseh, simply settled. Judges chapter 2 begins a tragic turn in Israel's history with the angel of the Lord saying this, You have disobeyed me. Why have you done this? And I have also said, I will not drive them out before you. They will become traps for you and their gods will become snares for you. Thus, the local nations which Israel had failed to drive out would now begin causing Israel significant trouble. Whenever the Israelites returned to God crying for help, however, he would send a judge to defend and deliver. Unfortunately, when these judges died, the people would go back to their old 
corrupt ways. Judges chapter 3, our last for this episode, records three judges. Othniel, Caleb's younger brother, who brought a 40-year peace. Ehud, who single-handedly executed Eglon, king of Moab, and secured an 80-year peace. And finally, Shamgar, who struck down 600 Philistines with an ox goad, saving Israel. Until tomorrow, peace.